welcome to the 56th episode of the podcast F4. We're calling it that since it's easier to say than food and frightening film fanatics. Before we get started, our usual disclaimer, heavy spoilers ahead, turn back now if you haven't seen these movies. This week we're doing something slightly different. It's an addendum episode, and that's a movie from a franchise that we covered previously. So this time around, we're talking about Three from Hell, and that came out after we reviewed Rob Zombie movies way back in episode 14. So where to find this movie? It's currently available on Shudder or on Amazon, Vudu, or Google Play for $6. It's not on Netflix, Hulu, or Tubi. Rotten Tomatoes, critics gave it a 53, audiences gave it a 62%. And for the pilot, IMDb says, After barely surviving a brutal police shootout, the demented Firefly clan unleashes a whole new wave of murder, madness, and mayhem. So Three from Hell is a follow-up to 2003's House of a Thousand Corpses, and 2005's The Devil's Rejects. The murders Firefly family basically robs, rapes, and murders everyone, practically everyone they come in contact with. Several members of the family have already been killed, uh, like Tiny, Rufus, and Mother Firefly. The remaining three members, now known as The Devil's Rejects from the second movie, um... We're on the run from the law at the end of the last film. So they were Captain Spaulding, played by Sid Haig, Otis, played by Bill Mosley, and Baby, played by Sherry Moon Zombie. So at the end of that film, it looked like they were all killed in a barrage of bullets uh, while driving down the road to um, Leonard Skinner's Freebird. And even uh, Sid Haig had said at various, um, during various interviews or various conventions, when people asked him when the next movie was coming out, he would say, it's not coming out because they're all dead. So, here we are uh, with the third movie. At the beginning, we learn in a documentary, it's documentary style footage that it's now 10 years after the second movie, and somehow the three miraculously survived despite each being shot 20 times. There are calls to free the three uh, and interviews with various people saying how, you know, the government has framed them. It all feels very Manson-y, and that is deliberate because Rob Zombie was obsessed with Manson and the uh, Helter Skelter book as a, as a kid. Um, let's see, I think also the filming of this was also done in a prison where previously some of the women, uh, Manson's women, were, were housed, and I think they even filmed inside the cells. Um, close to the beginning of the movie, Captain Spaulding is executed via lethal injection, uh, but not before having a funny prison interview with the documentary crew. And the guy's obviously very, very nervous to be interviewing these killers. And um, Captain Spaulding says, I'm your bozo Jesus hung out to dry for the sins of mankind. And then he says, what's the difference between a dead squirrel lying in the road and a dead clown lying in the road? 
and it is there are skid marks in front of the squirrel. So that's the end of Captain Spaulding in the movie. Uh, on to Otis. So for some reason, Otis, despite being on death row, is in a chain gang. I uh, don't think that actually happens like that, but we'll overlook it. And he is there with someone that we may recognize from previous film. And it is Dandy Trejo, who played Rondo. And Rondo was a bounty hunter who had captured Otis previously. So Otis... Somehow this is all filmed, I guess, by another documentary film crew. Otis uh, manages to escape. He kills Rondo, and then he's on the lam. And he hooks up with someone we have not met before, which is his half-brother, uh, played by Richard Brake, who is Winslow, Foxworth, Coltrane, a.k.a. the Midnight Werewolf. And they have a plan. They capture the prison warden, who's played by Virgil Harpers, his family, and some other people who happen to be at his house, and they hold them hostage until the warden goes back to prison and frees baby. Um, so that works fairly well, and of course, uh, with fireflies around, no one as much is going to get out alive, and that includes a children's party clown called Mr. Baggy Britches who happens to knock on the door at the wrong house and yes that is Clint Howard Ron Howard's brother uh, underneath all the clown makeup uh, after being in prison for 10 years baby is even crazier than she was before which is saying something and she chases a naked woman around outside in the yard and down the street for a while before stabbing her to death um I like Sherry Moon, Moon Zombie, but I think her portrayal was a bit over the top in this, but uh, maybe that's how they told her to act. So the three then hightail it to Mexico, and there's a lot of downtime where basically nothing happens. They hide out in a hotel until Danny Trejo's son, who is Aquarius, played by Emilio Rivera, comes calling with some friends, and they are the Black Satan Gang, and they all wear white suits and... Mexican wrestling ma uh, mask with pentagrams on their foreheads. None too conspicuous. And they bring a couple of coffins with them. And, of course, there's a shootout. Baby is now armed with a bow and arrow, so she's able to take out some of them with that. That was fun. And eventually the fireflies um, capture Aquarius, and they set him on fire. And... Um, a guy that was working in the hotel, Sebastian, sacrifices his life so the rest of them can get away. And then the three head back on the road for parts unknown. And that's the end of the movie. On to trivia. Sid Haig was badly injured and in a rehab facility at the beginning of filming. Uh, he couldn't pass the physical uh, I guess from the law department, to work on the movie. So Zombie snuck him in uh, for the scenes that we saw. And he sadly died five years after, five years, five days after the film was released theatrically. So that's a big uh, loss since uh, he wasn't in the film that much. Uh, due to Hag's illness, Zombie had to completely rewrite the movie. So not sure what the original was, but uh, you just heard basically what the other one was, which is everybody in prison, Otis breaks out, meets up with his half-brother, 
They get baby out. They hightail it to Mexico where they have a shootout with a gang. And that's the end of the movie. So not a lot going on. Um, the movie poster for uh, Three from Hell features the black and white eyes, uh, mugshot style photographs across the bottom and uh, red font. And it is meant to reference the posters from 1978's Helter Skelter. You'll remember Foxy, who I said Richard Brake from Zombies' other movies, including 31. He was Doomhead, and he was definitely a standout in that movie. You may not know that he also played the Night King on Game of Thrones. I didn't know that. Uh, And that's him underneath all that makeup. And then Sebastian, who we just talked about, is played by Poncho Moeller. M-O-L-E-R. He was also in 31, and he played a character called Sickhead, who was a Nazi. Uh, Virgil, Warden Virgil Harper is played by Jeff Daniel Phillips, who has been in four zombie movies, including Halloween 2, Lords of Salem, 31, and this. I like that um, zombie, like uh, Ryan Murphy, likes to reuse many of the actors that have been in the previous movies. And did you notice that was Dee Wallace as a prison guard named Greta, who was keeping tabs on Baby. Uh, She, of course, is a scream queen and has been in tons of movies, including The Hills Have Eyes, The Howling, Cujo, Critters, uh, lots of other stuff. And she also played the mom on E.T. The movie was shot in 20 days. And Otis's wig, which he had to shave off his head to wear, is very expensive and was kept in a climate-controlled room so it wouldn't break down since the last film. Uh, Danny Trejo has passed Christopher Lee recently for the most um, on-screen deaths. And let's see, he has 65 on-screen deaths. And... Christopher Lee has five fewer, followed by Lance Hendrickson with 51 deaths, Vincent Price with 41, Dennis Hopper also 41, Boris Karloff also 41, John Hurt 39, Bella Lugosi 36, Tom Sizemore also 36, and Eric Roberts 35. And for the women, we have Shelley Winters holding the record for the most on-screen deaths with 20. And obviously that's significantly less than Trejo's 65. Uh, Right behind her uh, of the women is Julianne Moore with 17. Jennifer Jason Lee with 14. In the film, the song In Gata De Vida plays. It's the same song that was requested by Bill Mosley's character, Chop Top, in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, which came out in 1986. There is a documentary on the making of this movie. It's called, it's available on YouTube. It's called Three from Hell to Hell and Back, Making of a Documentary. And it's about 90 minutes long. And I must say, I really enjoyed it. I like seeing the behind the scenes stuff. So that was fun. And post-production was postponed for five months due to Rob Zombie and Marilyn Manson's um, music tour. And I know I said this previously when we did the Rob Zombie uh, movies back in episode 14, but Captain Spaulding really is one of the most iconic characters in horror. And, of course, he's an evil clown. There are several evil clowns around, but he's uh, 
right at the top of the list. And of course there, you know, is lots of merch related to that, t-shirts and other things. So why should we watch these movies? Well, if you're Rob Zombie completionist, you'll want to see it. Uh, the movie has Zombie's typical 70s grindhouse slash music video aesthetic. There's lots of heavy rock, although he did not uh, record the music for this movie, unlike others he's done. There's lots of quick cut scenes, uh, etc., and I enjoy things like that. Um, I like seeing the Firefly family again, but I wanted to see more in terms of the story. As I said, there really wasn't much going on for a storyline. Um, I personally think that the Fireflies should have died at the end of the Devil's Rejects. That was really a fitting send-off. And like I said, there's really not much added to, um, to their mythology from the new movie. Uh, having said that, I will definitely continue to watch anything that Rob Zombie puts out. And um, I've said before that uh, I think he has a great story in there someplace. We haven't seen it yet, and this one definitely wasn't it. But I think there um, that if he can, you know, get the story, uh, a compelling story together, that... Uh, we may see some really good movies out of him. So that's where we are with that. Now on to recipes. Since the Fireflies and um, Wolfman fled to northern Mexico to Durango, I have included a few recipes from there and from northern Mexico in general. So let's see here. There are from um, the SpruceEats.com, which we've referenced previously, and then something called uh, MexConnect.com. Um, so Durango, the state is located in the northern area of Mexico, and a common dish is barbacoa, which is a traditional dish of various meats steamed underground in a pit over coals. A signature dish for the area is venada asado, a venison dish, and other unique offerings include machaca, which is dried meat, and patea, which is a native fruit that's kind of like a pear. Uh, a, free, a sweet fruit paste called um, Ate is also from Durango. So preservatives are uh, popular there. Those meat dishes that I already mentioned. Um, there's also something... Um, a number of cheeses made by Mennonite communities in the area are popular. And they include queso chihuahua and queso manita. And those can be found in Nuevo Ideal, which is about an hour and a half north of the state capital. Um, which is called, uh, the, the full name is Victoria del, de Durango, but they just call it Durango. There's also something called drunk, drunken chicken, which is... Um, a variation of drunken chicken is flavored with sherry, raisins, and almonds as opposed to using beer. And there's uh, some chicken dishes. And the state is most famous for being the birthplace of Pancho Villa. And they also have a bakery offering, this is funny, called uh, Pancho's Mustache. 
um, and because it's an oblong shape and it does vaguely resemble a mustache and is usually filled with either chocolate or fruit preserves. Um, there are also chocolate and nut cakes uh, as well as um, nut cakes filled with orange. There's a state's fruit liqueur, uh, which is made of, uh, let's see, liqueur de membrillo. And then there is also a few other ones, grape whiskey and mescal. So I apologize if I messed up those names, but that gives you a, a few foods that are available and popular in northern Mexico. Now, where to find us? We're on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Please give us a five-star rating if you like what you're hearing. We need all the help we can get. We're also on Twitter at Food and Fright. Contact us by email at foodandfright at gmail.com or check out our website at foodandfrighteningfilmfanatics.podbean.com. So in conclusion, um, like I said, not my favorite zombie movie. Um, didn't really cover any new territory, but given that he had to completely rewrite the script after... Um, Sid became ill, um, that might have had something to do with it. I, I still am fan, a big fan of Rob Zombie, and I will definitely watch anything that he makes, uh, but I do think that he should probably retire these three characters at this point, because there's really, I don't think, anywhere else for them to go, and he's obviously got plenty of other storylines he can focus on. So, that's just my two cents. Let me know if you agree or disagree in the comments. And until next week, have a good one, and here's hoping you don't run into the fireflies. Bye.